one light pole over there isn't cooperating with us. I think it thought that all games are at 11 a.m. So I uh, didn't know they had night games anymore. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lemon here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio. 651-3439. Nipplemeyer text line. Yeah, we've got uh, we got some kickoffs released today. And um, we're starting things off at 11 a.m. <laughs> Surprise to nobody. Uh, but still frustrating, uh, I'm sure, for the entire fan base to continue to see uh, all of the 11 a.m start times and you know like I was saying earlier sometimes you look at an 11 a.m. kick and you say okay it's not the greatest game in the world let's go kick this thing off let's get it done and maybe we can go see some great football the rest of the day but as your opener you typically well I mean you're you're two maybe most anticipated home games of the year yeah Uh, not because Arkansas State's any good but because it's your season opener and T- uh, TCU, as we look at it right now, that is the most marquee opponent that you have. So, if you think the if you think the home opener is the second best home game, then both of your games at 11 a.m. That's very frustrating. And I wonder if Joe Castiglione rolled his eyes out there at Destin, Florida today. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Which 11 a.m. game do you hate more, the season opener or uh, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving against uh, TCU at 11 a.m.? I'm not sure about that. Um, Text line, let us know. The 11 a.m. day after Thanksgiving is an interesting one. It's a – I'm not sure how I feel about that game really in general, right? Um, But the fact that it's going to be a bit of a short week, it's going to start at 11 a.m., doesn't seem – optimal but I guess at least you're at home day after Thanksgiving it's mm. I just I hate going through Thanksgiving and thinking uh we got to get up super early tomorrow we get to go to a football game so I mean that that part of it's awesome but you know you, you don't get your normal Friday of kicking back and just watching games you got to get go get up early and watch OU play TCU and I hope the I hope the crowd doesn't suffer because of the day and the time that that game is well I hope that doesn't happen and here's what I was going to ask and this may be a question for the text line um, and let me just say I, I already know that 11 a.m is not great but so you've got the Black Friday game the day after Thanksgiving. So if you have a typical home game and you've got an 11 a.m. kick like the Arkansas State game, um, Friday the day before is a work day. It's going to be a school day at OU. With that comes a lot of issues, I think, for setting up tailgating. But on a Black Friday where school's going to be out, um, the day before is not a work day. Is everyone going to be able to go kind of preload their tailgating situation on Thanksgiving Day and have it ready and operational for Black Friday? And does that even matter? I, okay, see, when, when I ask the question, I really think about the people living in the Metroplex and, you know, a, a couple hours away, people that yeah. live in Kansas is – 
Yeah, like maybe you can get out of work early on a Friday before the season opener and still make it down to Norman uh, in, in the evening. And maybe you'll still do that on Thanksgiving, but are people less likely to, you know, with Thanksgiving the day before, to make it to an 11 a.m. game the next day? I, I guess that's what I worry about if the home crowd suffers a little bit the day after Thanksgiving. If it was a routine and we have been doing this for years and you yeah, know what to it's expect, built it's built in, it's not that big of a deal, but this is the first time in – Dude, a long time since you've played a game like this. Yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be a percentage of the fans that because of when it falls, they're not going to be able to go to the game. But there's probably also going to be a percentage of fans that because of where it falls, they will be able to go to the game. Does that number cancel each other out? I'm not exactly sure. I, I feel like the biggest percentage of our fans that come to home football games like build their fall plans around it anyway. So At least you know now instead of a week or two before yeah, the seven-day window or whatever. I feel like that it's not going to be all that different for most people. Here, here, because here's the real point. If it ends up being a big-time football game and OU ends up being good, people will – Figure it out It'll one way or – yeah. So, right. I mean, I, we're probably worrying about nothing at this point. If it's a big game and OU's really good and there's a lot on the line for that one, there will be a lot of, there will be a lot of people at that game. What is um, – do you know what the rest of the Black Friday yeah, schedule is? Yeah, I do, and, and that's what's disappointing about it is, you know, you have OU-TCU playing at 11 a.m. Tech and Texas get the primetime window that evening at 6.30 on ABC. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know if Tech and Texas is more sentimental to ABC or they think it's going to be a bigger game. Like, I, I don't know, whatever. But I think um, Arkansas-Missouri announced today they play later in the afternoon. You've got that uh, NFL game that that's day. Oh, oh, you just got the worst kickoff time. I guess the reason I'm asking is because I'm, uh, I'm just curious what exactly like, – what that day – really ends up looking like it's not going to be a typical Saturday. I, I, I Is an 11 a.m. kick on a typical Saturday where you've got a full massive slate of games, is that become more palatable for fans to hang, around, hang out like post-game and, and tailgate and watch some football? Or 11 a.m. games are people gone? I kind of feel like 11 a.m. games, people are gone after that. I think that may be right. So I – Maybe the fact that you're not going to have a, a very big slate of games is. In, I feel like the tailgating scene, at least around here, I can't speak to other places, is way more popular before the game than after the game. Not to say that people don't stay after, but it's more of a pre-game tailgating than people hanging out into the late hours of the evening, uh, enjoying the games late at night. But yeah, huh? As a uh, someone that doesn't tailgate a lot, I I I really don't know. So maybe the text line can tell us. Chris and Lindsay says, no doubt the crowd will suffer. It's a joke. It's a rooster kickoff. Uh, 708, let's see what our record looks like in November. If they build it, we will come. Uh, 580 says, hell no, Phil. I'm going shopping. <laughs> Liar. Every, uh, we, we can't shop. Everyone's going to be on Amazon ordering Christmas presents anyway. What are we talking about right. here? Uh, interesting. 11 a.m. will be up against Miami and Boston College. Sweet. Um, Oregon, Oregon State is that day. Iowa, Nebraska is that day. 
uh, Penn State, Michigan State, and then Tech and Texas, as Missouri you Missouri and Arkansas, I, I think they also said today, it's been a Black Friday game. I think they also announced it. it okay. You're, it's you're not probably looking listed, at ESPN, but, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which it doesn't have ours as 11 a.m. kick on there yet anyways. But. Sam in Tulsa says, guys, you live in the OKC Metro and don't like 11 a.m. games. Try being a Tulsan. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's tough. It's That makes for a super, super early travel day or uh, – you know, end up staying in a hotel the night before. So, no, I get it. I get it. But if OU doesn't have a great year and there's not a lot on the line in that game and TCU's not great either, then, yes, the crowd will the crowd will suffer for that one. And, and how, you know, you just roll your eyes at it. Um, OU, now, regardless of what happens, if they have a great year or a bad year, OU's final game in the conference is going to be 11 a.m. Because the Big 12 championship game today was announced as an 11 a.m. kick. So if they make the conference championship game, last game's 11 a.m. Mm. If they don't, TCU game 11 a.m. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, last regular season conference game is going to be 11 a.m. on a Friday. That's the most Big Jeez. 12 thing yeah. of all time. Uh, week 1, Arkansas State at 11 a.m. Week 2, SMU, 5 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Week three at Tulsa at 2.30. All right, there we go. And then, yeah, that Black Friday game against TCU at 11 a.m. Some are pointing out that the one thing that they really don't like about that 11 a.m. TCU game is that it's already coming off a short week traveling to BYU. Now, I I don't think that that is a huge difference, and it's not going to alter my opinion when we get there of what happens in the game. But do you think the 11 a.m. start time – hurts you know even more with the short with the short week at OU well I think it all it all just depends right um everything being equal no I don't think it's a factor but everything is not equal I if if we're coming off of a a night game at BYU where our quarterback sprains an ankle late in the game Right, and now you've got a short week with an early kickoff that makes it even shorter with a a late game on the road that you're traveling back from. Well, then all of a sudden that short short turnaround because of some injuries could be something that is very impactful. But on the flip side, it could be TCU who is having to come on a short week whenever they've got injuries at critical positions and. You know, it's an 11 a.m. kick on the road where they've got travel. Now, remember, TCU's the one that's going to be traveling on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. Right? So, um, no turkey for those guys. While it's going to be a short week, it's a short week for them, and we're playing it at home. And I'm trying to think, they're, I guess they're at home the week before against Baylor, so they won't have that, that late travel like we will against BYU. But I think – Usually stuff like this all kind of evens out. But there's no doubt that it could be more impactful for one school or the other depending on what the injury situation is. KW in the 918 says literally, literally numb to it at this point. Don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the 11 a.m. games. No decent home games. 11 a.m. kickoffs. Kicking for chicken. Zero fan excitement generated by the school 
par for the course of being stuck in this conference just all over it. Man, K-Dub just letting it out today. Yeah, well, I mean, there's some truth there, right? Well, there's definitely some truth. It's not only the worst home slate that we've seen in a while, but now at least two of the games are going to be at 11 a.m. It it, it's, it sucks. They've, it sucks. The school has been in an unenviable position trying to create exciting home atmospheres against bad opponents, which there's been some good football teams, but it's not programs that people are all amped up. They're not top ten programs that are coming in. It's hard to create atmospheres against bad opponents at 11 a.m. Right? It's just it's not an easy position that they've been in. It doesn't matter what songs you play. It doesn't matter uh, what the volume is. It doesn't matter if you've got kicking for chicken or not. If you're playing a 500 football team at 11 a.m., there's nothing that's going to change the atmosphere. No, 100%. Uh, well said. And if you have any reservations about joining the SEC or second-guessing it, why is OU really going to the conference? This home schedule this looks more and more by as the months goes on. Like, this is the reason why you're going to the SEC. Can't this we all it. agree that kicking for chicken just hits different at night? It really, Yeah, I, well, I was going to say <laughs> that it, as, much, as many texts as we get on it on a daily basis, people would – I'm telling you, people would miss it when it's gone. Yeah, they sit there well, and be like, oh, I kind of miss kicking for chicken. <sighs> the one thing that we can really rally around is the things that we make fun of at our own home games, mm-hmm. right? Nobody if, else can make fun right. of it, all right? If, if you got a crappy home schedule and crappy kickoff times, the least we can do is make fun of kicking for chicken and the amount of times that we have to direct our attention to the south end zone. <laughs> Camo Sooner, 11 a.m. for your last ever Big 12 home game is so fitting. Peace out, Big 12. That's good. Should the entire crowd just right. throw up the double birds um, in the last Big 12 game before we all walk out of the place? Yeah, it could be angry. You know, it, it it's not going to be like a heartfelt – uh, boy, we sure miss you, Big 12. The years have been fantastic. It's going to be like, get the hell out of here. We don't ever want to see you again. Yeah. Not <sighs> not going to be a teary-eyed uh, send-off. How about that 5 p.m. SMU start time? Let's go. ESPN Plus. Huh? Okay, yeah. 5 p.m. Let's get it I going. I like it. Tyler, will you need medical attention if our first SEC home game is Missouri at 11 a.m.? I don't boycott a whole lot of things, but that could be enough for me to boycott. First SEC home game is Missouri at 11 a.m. As much as I'm looking forward to it, yeah, I'd be pretty angry. Um, I will not be angry. The reason is I'm preparing myself for the, that exact situation. Oh, yeah. Sure. So whenever it's announced, I won't be shocked. Um, I will take it in stride. Um, but I would say that I hate that text message because there's a very strong percentage chance that that's exactly well, I'm numb to what that. we get. I'm numb to it, yeah. Is there a possibility kickoff time could change with Tech and Texas having crappy records? No, no, uh-uh, I don't think so. No. If they're already locking that one in, then that one's that one's set, unfortunately. We, we don't have a chance to um, – um, why am I drawing it? What's the NFL call it? Um, 
when they changed. Oh, it. flex. We don't we don't have flex scheduling for uh, for our Black Friday game, unfortunately. Um, the worst thing about thinking about that Michigan or uh, Missouri uh, opener to the SEC, eleven a.m. kick. It's not funny, by the way. Guys. It's not funny, but to make it even worse is I'll have to sit through. Greg Sankey trying to explain to everyone how great it is that we get to rekindle that rivalry, right? That's going to be the icing on top. Uh, I, I think I heard something about that, the SEC spring meetings, rekindle the OU-Missouri rivalry. They're not rivals. They never have been. Never have OU and Missouri been rivals. If they'd been a rival in anything, it'd be in basketball, but not football. Please stop this. It's like... Uh, I should. We should have rented an airplane, right? And OU and Missouri are not rivals flying circles across Destin. I, I don't know if you've been to a beach like this in Florida, but they have like the um, the boats that just kind of roll down the, the shoreline there, and they yeah. have advertisements. Sure. Should have bought one of those. OU and Missouri, not rivals. <laughs> Floated down the entire coastline there. Whatever we need to do. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's their way of. Uh, trying to sell it to I think they know it's not a rivalry they're just like <laughs> they're trying to sell it to everyone trying to make maybe. it palatable for everyone and it's like you know it's awesome that Alabama and Vanderbilt get to rekindle their old rivalry wait hang on a second who <laughs> Alabama's not rivals with Vanderbilt oh, yeah we know so stop trying to sell us a, a, a fake bag of goods Saban will go right up to the podium to talk about that one rekindle the old rivalry between Bama and Vandy uh, OSU, they get a 9.30 Central time against Arizona State in Tempe. 7.30 local uh, in Tempe, at least I think. Some year they're two hours behind. Other they're one, right? I don't really know how they – Arizona, the, whatever. The party doesn't get started in Tempe until after 9.30 at 9.30 Central is when oh, the okay. OSU-Arizona State game is going to start. It's not in Stillwater, but Central Time, that's when it starts. The drug runners don't start out at ASU until after dark anyways. So It's true. That's whenever they kick their games off. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep it in the text line. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we're feeling good. How good? The hottest selection in town good. Plus, during the Memorial Day sales event, get incredible deals like $14,000 off the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4XE and $10,000 off the 2022 Ram 2500 Laramie. So feel good and shop Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman and LandersCDJRNorman.com. Let's finance through Stellantis. WAC, see dealer for details. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. 
Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And now that we're in May, it's time for graduation parties, trips to the lakes, and swimming in the backyard. And when you need a great selection on your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have tons of specials and great advice when you're looking to try something new. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday at 1330 East Alameda right here in Norman or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. Watching football, riding his motorcycle, and of course playing cards with his friends were just some of the many hobbies that Dad had. When he passed away, the staff at Primrose assisted us in capturing the essence of Dad's life. The caring and personal touch that they provided my family will be remembered for many years. I encourage you to call Primrose today at 321-6000 to allow them to assist your family just the way they did mine. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi mom, it's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We, we love, love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week, it's the best shop around whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. Well, I, I, I would certainly agree that there are some challenges that um, the current situation, you know, that we're in, uh, in terms of is amateur athletics. Name, image, and likeness is a good thing for players to have the opportunity to make money. But when it turns into pay for play, When it turns into pay for play, I don't even know how to turn this thing on. <laughs> Nick Saban in mid-thought, mid-sentence about NIL and pay for play and someone's cell phone goes off. He tries to continue and is like, yeah, I don't even know how to turn this thing off. Great. Beautiful. That's, that's about the, uh, the only thing that's come out of uh, SEC spring meetings today. Well, They sure haven't decided on a schedule so far. No, and... I don't. We thought for the longest time that there was going to be a resolution to the uh, eight or nine game situation uh, in these spring meetings. I, I, do we feel differently now? Is it feel like this thing's going to be pushed back even longer? Well, all the articles from last night, early this morning, say yeah, the SEC's just not sure that they can get it to a nine game schedule by twenty twenty four. 
I still think, man, that it's it's going to get there at some point. They're just really trying to get ESPN to pony up for that money, right? But I but it like <laughs> those were the articles written, but all the coaches publicly were saying, yeah, we're in favor of the nine game schedule. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm. Uh, we are in no position. It's like beggars can't be choosers at this point. Um, with the schedules and the kickoff times that we've been dealing with over the last decade, uh, an eight-game SEC schedule is going to be the greatest thing we've ever seen. Greatest home schedule since – God, when's the last great home schedule you've had? I mean, even in 2000, like that was a great year, but Nebraska was really only your marquee home game that season. Is that right? Well, you didn't have any legit non-con games. You had Kansas at True. home. Tech at home that year. Uh, Arkansas State. Yeah. It's like 01, you had North Carolina and Kansas State and Oklahoma State. That's about maybe as good as it's gotten here recently. 02, you had Alabama. Who else was on that schedule? Uh, A&M was there that year. Uh, Tech would have been there that year, which these just, I mean, sound much better than what you've had recently. Yeah. Um, Your first year in the SEC is most likely going to be the best home schedule you've had in many, many years. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. And while we were joking about the 11 a.m. Missouri game as our first SEC matchup, I, I'm i preparing myself for something uh, of a massive letdown like that would be. But history says that they're going to give us a really big – early home game against somebody, right? Because I, they want this. I would guess that they want this to be a really big deal nationally, not just not just locally, right? They want it – you would think that they would want to announce Oklahoma and Texas into the SEC with some, like, big-time yeah, games. And that's why, you know, there's there's Texas fans – that, that I've heard saying, the eight game would would suck. It means that we don't get to play A&M. Well, you would get to play A&M twice every four years. I think that they would make A&M and Texas play the first year in the SEC, even with the eight-game format. Don't, don't you? I mean, OU and Texas would be the one permanent opponent. I, I still think A&M and Texas, because of everything you just said, they want it to come out with the, with the boom. And honestly, man, probably the thought that – Okay, well, with an eight-game SEC schedule, you only play each team outside of your main opponent twice every four years. Let's load up the first two years because we probably think we're going to move the nine games in like the next two to three years. Yeah. Uh, I still think you would see those secondary rivalries, at least in the first two years or so. I agree with what you're saying, but I also recognize that there's also going to be Texas A&M that's going to be sitting there pounding the table saying, no, we don't want to play them. Uh, that, is absolute, that absolutely could right. be the case, yes. That's always the wild card when we're talking about these, these two teams playing. That's why I laughed today when uh, Chris Del Conte, Texas athletic director, he was on fine balm saying he's excited to embrace the rivalries in the SEC. Quote, for us, playing uh, Arkansas again is so awesome. A&M, we've been playing A&M forever. And then he mentioned old Big 12 rivals, OU and Missouri. You haven't been playing A&M forever. You haven't played A&M in over a decade. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. A&M, we've been playing them forever. Huh? 
Right. I yeah. I don't know. I the best uh home schedule I've found is twenty fourteen. Um you played Tennessee at home. You played number fourteen Kansas State at home. You played number twelve Baylor at home. And then you ended with uh Kansas and that was the Perini yeah. game gr- and then gr- great Oklahoma home State. schedule. You only won one home Lost conference game that year outside Kansas was the only home conference yeah. game you won that year. Lost to Oklahoma State, lost to Baylor, lost to Kansas State. Um also lost to TCU on the road, but um, you did beat Tennessee. Well, you had like a hundred yard pick six in that game from Jalen Wilson, right? I don't know, but that is um, my friend uh, Elon was going crazy that game. I'll uh, I'll never forget that one. Um, by the way, I haven't heard much from Joe Castiglione. We've heard uh, we've heard from Chris Del Conte, every other AD, every other coach there. But I haven't seen anything from Joe Castiglione other than the Texas guys apparently talking to him and they were saying, or or Joe Castiglione told them, hey, we're extending our contract with the Cotton Bowl Mm -hmm. and stadium improvements are along the way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess if you're Joe C right now, keep a low profile. Uh, First year there, don't don't make any big waves with any grand statements. I don't know. I it's so funny though. Did you see that? You know the meme of Bradley Cooper. I'm not sure what movie it's from, but when he comes into that room and everyone's like happy to see him, yes. and then the, yeah, I saw that yesterday. That's, yeah. oh, that's so good. Texas A&M, they're just so pissed off that Oklahoma and Texas are are there, and everyone else is just thrilled. Uh, Drew from Flower Mound, Jackson Arnold got a buzz cut now. Really? Does he still have the mustache, Drew from Flower Mound? Hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, sounds to me like he's all business. That's an off-season topic of conversation. Haircuts that the best quarterbacks over the past tw- 20 years have sported. Yeah. Honestly, uh, let's think about that. Sam Bradford was kind of a buzz cut guy, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. it really? Heupel was pretty standard haircut, right? Did he have the shaved sides a little bit and uh, the longer top? Standard, yeah. Hibble was standard. Jay White was a little curly, right? Curly, but standard. Um, just do, just do the curly hair with some Jinko jeans. There's a lot of success behind that look for OU quarterback. The only like real hair situation we've had at quarterback for a while was, you know, Baker had it pretty long and the Fu Manchu, right? Flowy with the Fu Manchu and the in the headband. I mean, that's about. That's about the extent of it we've gone for haircuts and, and quarterback position. At least I think. Uh, there was the big ordeal whenever Jalen Hurts wore the red oh, spatted cleats. Oh, for the Houston game, yeah. He's selfish not wearing cleats like this. How silly does that sound now? Mm. It was an intense discussion that the rest of the week, but geez. Yeah. God, those were the days, man. I know Dude, it, right? those were the days. Like – let me go back to where the fight Monday after a game was about the starting quarterback's cleats 
and the offense not going for six or seven consecutive three and outs. God, man. Should they have put had the backup? We no idea how lucky we were. After we scored 80 points, should they have put the backup quarterback in or not? Yes, yeah. Why didn't Bob play? Well, Bob always, if you earn a starting spot, he feels like you earn playing time. You're not putting the backup quarterback just as freely. Yeah, those man. are the days. God, I miss it. Now it's, will we ever win another game? <laughs> Are we gonna win? Are we gonna be three and nine this Our year? Our schedule sucks. Will we win any of them? Well, uh, there is a bonus, guys. The guy did hit the kicking for chicken. Our alternate kick. jerseys suck. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun. Which is it? Is the Rough Rider? Is that thing? Has it been unceremoniously? Uh, I I don't thrown know if into that's the rubbish official, pile? but I'd be. I guess I'd be. Well, we'll see. They didn't it. wear it last year. We'll right? see it on the road still, right? They'll wear the Unity, right? Is that what the, the new ones are? The Unity uniforms at home. And I think they wore the Rough Riders on the road, right? Did Maybe they? Maybe they wore them at West Virginia last year. I don't know. I try to block that game out from my memory, to be quite honest with you. Maybe they wore them for that one. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a decade, I guess. I saw that come across on Twitter the other day. I thought about this one. I didn't say it because I wasn't sure. Rattler had some cornrows. Uh, I think it was against Kansas State maybe in 2020. Yeah, he had the um, – I don't even know where they cornrows, right? They were just little, like, braided squares, like the very, very early beginnings of dreadlocks, I guess. And it was like, yeah, that's terrible, and I think he yeah. ditched it. Another fun Kansas State memory for yeah. all of us to enjoy. Yeah, there you uh, go. And, and better news, I guess. Uh, there's three portal visitors this week. UMass, uh, UMass corner Josh Wallace is in town, eight PBUs. Two interceptions in his career. Uh, Tennessee defensive lineman uh, Dejon Terry, 25 games for the Vols, 35 tackles, six TFLs, three sacks. And then Philip Paya, who started his career at Michigan, uh, was at Utah State last year, played in three games before getting hurt. I think he maybe like tore his ACL. Mm. He's going to be in town this week. So OU still on the prowl. Yeah, the Tennessee kid is is really interesting. Um I hadn't played a whole lot, but production-wise, he's got as much production as anyone in our D-line room, right? It's true. And what was his size was pretty big. What he's three hundred pound plus, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, chance to add a little bit of size there on the defensive line, and I mean, it's not shocking some depth, um, but. I guess it kind of tells us exactly what they think about their interior. Um, you know, that they still need to add players this, this late in, into the uh, process here, which, again, is not shocking because I think we all knew that. But I think there are times where, depending on where you're trying to add players or maybe multiple players in a portal cycle, that can tell us maybe how they feel about things. Yeah, that's true. I would say that with defensive line, though, anytime you've got guys that have entered the portal at the defensive line position that have played meaningful football – that have some type of production and are coming from legit, uh, you know, conferences and competition. Like they're going to try and add add depth there. I mean, that's they're going to be in the mix for those. So, um, I don't know that that necessarily tells you where you are. I, that's just a, a position where they're out there. You're going to throw your hat in the ring and try and get them. Eight one three says can confirm Rough Riders at West Virginia last year. Okay, there we go. Yay. 
the outpost hopefully, where we wear the. Uh, hopefully, they left them there. <laughs> we we them there like pretty much every year. Instead of burning couches, West Virginia fans burn the uh, alternate uniforms. I think you can it, only hope. It tells you what a fan base thinks of the alternate uni when given the opportunity to wear it. You wear it at the furthest distance away <laughs> from your own stadium you could possibly be in a season. I feel bad for the people that live in like uh, Baltimore, you know, anywhere on the East Coast. Like, all right, I get to go to one home game a year. Every other year when they go to West Virginia, then they sport those. Yeah, that's right. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Stop looking and start booking your game day hotel at NCED Conference Center and Hotel. We have great game day specials, classic queen bed or king bedrooms, premium king rooms, and a variety of classic and premium suites to choose from. Just click nced-hotel.com or call 405-447-9000. Enjoy the Sooners and stay at NCED Hotel, located on Highway 9, just 10 minutes east of Bowen Field. Call today to reserve your game day hotel, 405-447-9000, or online at nced-hotel.com. You're a member of the Ref Army and we know you want to show it. We've made it easier than ever before with the new and improved KREF store. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, just visit KREF.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts for the most dominant softball program in the nation that say softball is life, Winning Streak University, and much more. The KREF store has got you covered so you can let everyone know you only listen to the home of Sooner fans. The KREF store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. Whether you live in or visit Norman, the Norman Economic Development Coalition wants you to think local. Eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. Looking for some place to eat and watch the game? Bad Daddy's Burger Bar is the place for chef-inspired burgers, giant chop salads, and famous margaritas. Shop at Cayman's on Main Street. One-stop shopping for men's and women's clothing and accessories, designer jewelry, cosmetics, and home decor. Featuring Peter Millar, Johnny O, Rag and Bone, John Hardy, and much more at Cayman's. Looking for fun for the entire family? Westwood Tennis, Golf, and Water Park is the place to be. So soak up the sun at Westwood this summer. When you shop local, you are supporting businesses that donate more to charities than non-local owners. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. Eat, shop, play, and stay in Norman this summer. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time 
As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Does your disability make it harder to find a job? Yes, absolutely. DRS can help. DRS is Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services. DRS empowers job seekers with disabilities. Who really want to work. So employers like us really want to hire them. Now we're taxpayers. Contact DRS. DRS can help. Contact DRS, 800-487-4042 or okdrs.gov. Final hour of the rush, the Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you this hour. I still can't stop laughing at the Pop-Tarts Bowl being a thing. Huh. And it's actually not a terrible bowl game. I, Florida State was a 10-win team last year and played in the same bowl game. You know, so I is there a scenario where the name of a bowl game can totally shape your opinion of the entire season? And not that playing in the Cheez-It Bowl was great last year, but can you have a good year? If you win 10 games, but all you do is win the Pop-Tart Bowl. Because it makes it look rather gimmicky, even for a bowl game that might feature two pretty good teams. That's that's what I hate about the bowl system. Is it used to be, and, and maybe this dates me going way back, but it used to be something that it was prestigious to say that you went to the Rose or the Sugar or the cotton, or the peach, and those things are still there. But it just makes a mockery of it whenever you're going to the Pop-Tart Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just it's I mean, a mockery yeah. of the whole damn thing. I'm trying to think of the bowl ties you guys had when you were there. So you had the Cotton Bowl was a tie, the Holiday Bowl was a tie. Those are two pretty good. The Independence Bowl, I mean, that wasn't a great bowl game, but the Independence Bowl, that's not mm-hmm. like – Obviously, like the Pop Tart Bowl or anything like that. Um, yeah, it, it the Alamo Bowl, of Which course. Which is it? I mean, it's the Pop Tart Bowl, but what is the actual bowl? Does well, it have? A, I think it's just the Pop because last year was just the Cheez It Bowl. It's not like the Citrus. No, well, the, the Citrus Bowl. Citrus, no. The, that, that, the Citrus Bowl is a separate bowl game played right. at the same stadium. Gotcha. I think this is just the Pop Tart or Pop Tarts Bowl. Like it's been like the Russell Athletic, and then it was yes. the Cheez It, yes. and now it's the Pop Tart. Maybe they'll do a specific Pop Tart, the Brown Sugar Cinnamon Pop Tart Bowl. That's why I'm really hoping Mac Brown's in it. Yeah, what? Excited to be at the Cherry Pop Tart Bowl. Prestigious. It just that's the thing is, everyone's. It's funny now to have. No one would think that. Us as Pop-Tarts would host a bowl. It's really edgy marketing. The Pop-Tart Bowl. Uh, the Husqvarna Bowl. The, the Dollar, Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Dollar General Bowl. Don't forget that one. Did we have a Weed Eater Bowl? I think we had that one, too. Yeah, it's 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 become supposedly, I guess, funny to, to be ironic that you're hosting a bowl <laughs> game, right? It's so stupid. Makes the whole thing look like nonsense. Uh, all that being said, please don't let OU's last season, the Big 12, be at the Pop-Tart Bowl. It's yeah. not great for job security <laughs> if, that's what you're, if that's what you're looking for. And, and to prove even more so that we're not 
making a gigantic mockery of you and what your season's become. You can have one lucky player stay in a pop tart room. That is a good point. It makes it so much more of a yeah. mockery when that's a th- when that's the case. Seven oh eight s'mores flavored pop tarts hit different. I'll allow it. Mm. That's just not something that I'm interested in. Well, there's a lot of things that I really like, but I don't want that thing. Uh, the Choco Taco Bowl? I don't know. I think that you'd be down for the Choco Taco Bowl. No, I wouldn't. The coach being doused with uh, Choco Tacos on the sideline after winning? Just because I like something That's does football. not mean that it should host a bowl game. Uh, Texas to the Pop-Tart Bowl? Please, yes, let that happen. The worst and grossest is the Duke Mayo Bowl, says Art Moore Sooner. Bad Boys Lawnmower Bowl, says uh, Softball Steve. Here's, yeah, being doused with mayonnaise at the mayonnaise or at the Mayo Bowl is pretty disgusting. The way life works is, um, you know, the more ridiculous something is, the more I hate it and think it is a uh, disgrace to college football. The more likely we are to end up in that exact game at the end of the season. Yeah, what Just if how there, it works? What if there was the OnlyFans Bowl? That's kind of the next step, right? Would you be in support of the OnlyFans Bowl? We could probably figure out a way to where that is. The you bowl know. logo would be a foot or something. Feet Finder Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that one gets you a little bit. You like that one? I think the best case scenario is that the logo would be feet. Yeah. I mean, uh, Texas and Texas A&M in the Feet Finder Bowl. That's, that's what I'm rooting for. Because the other options I don't think would go across nearly as well. <laughs> Justin and Kawita, Mike White puts mayo on his Pop-Tarts, probably. Yeah. In, don't they do weird stuff like that in Australia? Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. By the way, did you spend uh, all of your childhood, like me, playing NCAA football and just wasting time away, only to know every single stadium in college football and random players throughout the past 20 years? That's what I did. I spent my childhood wishing I could go to my friend's house and waste my life away playing yeah. at, uh, video games over there because – I didn't have well. Them at my I guess house. that's why one guy played the game and the other one just knows the every stadium name. I actually, I'm not even sure. I don't think NCAA football came out until like right when I went to college. There was, uh, I remember '98. Okay, well, '98 was, was like the first uh, time I played it. Anyway, the Athletic had an all NCAA football team of all time. Oh, nice. The quarterback is Pat White of West Virginia, 97 overall with ridiculous speed. Just saying, which quarterback was the most fun to play on with the game? All okay, yeah, yeah, on the game. All right, um, running. Uh, so, back. is Michael Vick didn't make it on that then? Did he? He would have been on. He would have been 98? right there at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I think the thing was in the beginning, special players didn't stand out. They they got into that I as see. the years went along, but. Yeah, Michael it was all Vick just was all, like kind of a blank slate sure, at, the, sure. at the beginning. Running backs: Reggie Bush and Darren McFadden. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, Wonder what what was Adrian Peterson like on there? He was he had to be he broke a lot of tackles. He was on the honorable mention on that okay. list. Fullback was Brian Leonard of Rutgers, ninety seven overall. Uh, wide receivers were Roy Williams of Texas mm-hmm. and Rashawn Woods of Oklahoma State. Yeah, honorable mention: Calvin Johnson, Justin Blackman, Larry Fitzgerald, and Julio Jones. Okay, tied in was Jermaine Gresham, ninety nine overall in the two thousand nine game. Yeah, wow. Uh, O-lineman, who cares? No OU ties there. D-lineman, you had Clowney, Pollock, Spears, and Gaines Adams. Okay. You had Tommy Harris, as honorable mention, as well as Gerald McCoy in the game. Nice. Backers were Lauren Dan Connor, and Derek Johnson. 
Okay. Though I heard Derek Johnson uh, in the game when they played OU, he would turn down. Uh, <laughs> he would turn down plays. Oh, running his that's side. great. That's uh, good. Defensive backs: Chris Gamble at Ohio State, Terrence Newman at K State, Taylor Mays at SC, Laron Landry at LSU. Uh, you know who I'm shocked isn't on there? Ed is, Reed. Well, Ed Reed would have been pretty early on, and I guess so would uh, Paul Amalu at USC. Oh yeah, he's a big hitter, man. Yeah. He tried to take some guy at uh, K-State's head off on a punt return. <laughs> that dude was an incredible football player. Uh, return team, Ted Ginn Jr. at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good list. Yep. Very good. Yeah, but the most fun OU player ever on NCAA football during that era has got to be Adrian Peterson, probably. The power and the speed that he had. Had yeah. to be. Had to be. Um, I'm guessing uh, DeMarco Murray was probably yeah, DeMarco pretty good Murray, on Yeah, DeMarco Murray, top three on that. Maybe, maybe number two. Um, they really could have had fun, and I know it was early on, but they really could have fun with Quentin Griffin on there. Right, it, they should have made him like incredibly quick and elusive. Roy Finch. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the caffeinated squirrel. Yeah. Call plays, and if he's in the game, he doesn't know what play it is, so you're you're not sure if he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> like the random, like every now, you got the, you got the glitch player that's yeah. doing something on <laughs> runs, their own. Runs the wrong way on the run play. Uh, all right. Quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up next. Stay with us. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Backing up his new bar. He's at the track. He jumps. 